geeks, otakus, fanboys, and fangirls, welcome to the introductory episode of the weekly podcast known as The Talking Pop. It's the podcast where two brothers with two different personalities discuss pop culture news, video games, and more, and every week something new comes to the table. Being our introductory episode, I am Alfonso Bergen, aka The Franchise, and across from me is my co-host, my brother, Andy Andrew Bergen. I don't have a crazy nickname just yet, but it's a work in progress. Um, to give you a little bit background on each other, because this is, a, like I said, this is our introductory episode. Um, pretty much, I've been a pop geek for a very long time, ever since I was three years old, when my mom got me my first game system, which was Nintendo Entertainment System. Pretty much, other than that, I've watched a lot of TV shows like Ninja Turtles was my first one, Thundercats, He-Man. Then I started collecting comics. Of course, I started with Marvel. DC, I got introduced to Batman, and right now, currently, I'm still collecting comics, reading manga, playing video games, watching movies, and TV shows. Go ahead, Andy. Um, as far as uh, as far as uh, well, I'm involved. Uh, considering that I we're six years apart, uh, I was definitely influenced by whatever my brother was getting. So whatever video games or comic book characters and stuff so any cartoon that he would watch would I would be right behind him watching it too so Ninja Turtles were all about that um playing Nintendo and going through all the first three Marvel Brothers games and uh just being into video games and pop culture I'm more of an artistic uh side of things I'm more into uh things like music and and different type of I guess art style such as like interpretive contemporary painting and stuff like that but um, my brother is good because he kind of has more of an in-depth in look at things because he looks at the factual side of all the pop culture stuff as far as um, all the updates on what director is on this new picture and who's working on this project and I'm all about being skeptic and I'm all about the final product and uh, the topic we're going to be doing today is talking about the Defenders, which is a very popular show on Netflix right now. Check it out if you haven't seen it just yet. If you're into all the Marvel uh, fan lore and all the new shows, and if you follow the universe, um, the TV universe is obviously different, but the Defenders has four major uh, characters that are in the Marvel TV universe that just carry their own, and it's definitely a show you should check out. Um, Pons, what do you think? Uh, as far as letting our listeners into give kind of like a, a good synopsis of what the Defenders really is. I mean, the Defenders are kind of like, you know, you got the Avengers, you got Captain America, you got Thor, you got Iron Man, Hulk, of course you got the original ones. But of course with the Defenders, it was pretty much, it was a big group. Um, Punisher was part of it at the beginning, but of course, being this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, and plus... You got the four shows, you got Daredevil, you got Jessica Jones, you got Luke Cage, and then you got Iron Fist. So basically, um, you had to get all these guys together, and they all had to get united, so that's what comes to the form of Defenders. And um, pretty much they all come together because they're uniting against one enemy. And of course, being the hand was playing a major factor because, remember, this all started back when Daredevil first appeared on Netflix. And of course, uh, he started running into the hand. Of course, there was Wilson Fisk, but of course, with this series, it is not focusing on Wilson Fisk, it's working on the hand, because, I mean, pretty much, you know, to get everyone together, like, for, for example, like, the Avengers movies, they had to all work together in one single goal, and the big thing was the Cosmic Cube was the big thing. It was the big thing drawing them together, the Tesseract. But with the Defenders, it was pretty much like the hand. Of course, like I said, with the hand, 
being, you know, a big organization, you know, ninja assassins, experimental stuff, you know, and of course you had other characters there like Electro tripping part of the hand and all that. And um just like I said, one fine Congo. And of course with the, the whole synopsis of the Defenders of the series, of course it's an eight part miniseries. It came out the eighteenth on Netflix. Um, you can catch all the episodes. And pretty much it takes place a little bit after season two of Daredevil. And pretty much a few, like a month ago, a month after the first season of Iron Fist. So it's still kind of fresh. So if you look at it timeline-wise, if how you guys want to watch it, you got to start with Daredevil Season 1. And of course, Jessica, Jessica Jones Season 1, because Jessica Jones Season 1 introduces Luke Cage. And of course, you got Luke Cage Season 1, then Daredevil Season 2, then the final thing, which is Iron Fist Season 1. And of course, so the whole thing is they run into each other um, pretty much. Uh, Jessica Jones is working on a case. Working on a case that she's hired by a clan, of course. Um, she's still reeling with the whole uh, Purple Man, of course, with Kilgrave. You know, she's still traumatized from that. Of course, Luke Cage, remember the end of Luke Cage Season 1, he just barely got out of prison. If you've ever seen Luke Cage Season 1, he got to go back to prison so he can clear his name and all that. And um, he recently gets, just got out of jail, got out of prison. He's on his way to Harlem. Danny, on her hand, he's still continuing his fight against the hand. And, of course, um, he runs into one of the contacts and... You know, he ends up, you know, his contact ends up getting killed by, one, by an unknown assassin who supposedly works for the Hand. And, of course, Matt Murdock doing what he does. You know, if you've seen Daredevil Season 2, he's still downstruck from Elektra being, you know, being stabbed and, you know, not knowing where she went. And, of course, he's trying to... And, of course, he was developing some kind of romantic interest with Karen, but... And at the same time, Karen didn't want him to be continuing as Daredevil. And of course, uh, Matt, Matt Murdock kind of gives her a lie saying, you know, I'm not, I don't miss the life anymore. I don't miss being Daredevil. I'm just back to being plain old Matt Murdock. And, you know, and all that. And like I said, um, something happens. You get this one character played by Sigourney Weaver, where I thought it was great, you know, her being a villain. She plays this girl named Alexandra, who supposedly, if you watch the series later on, she is part of the hand. And of course, being this is a whole collaboration with all four shows, a lot of supporting characters from each show make an appearance in the Defenders. Um, for Daredevil, you got Karen Page, and of course Foggy Nelson. For for uh, Luke Cage, you got Misty Knight, and you got Claire Temple. Of course, Claire Temple basically is the reuniting factor for all four shows because she appeared on all four shows. She's in every freaking show. She's okay. I mean. Obviously, we forgot to give you a little spoiler alert, but um, we're um, also a little late on the topic, given that The Defenders has been out for almost, well, not even a month yet, but... For more than, like, two months, Obviously, with the internet age these days, and everyone's just so able to get access to everything, and everything gets just leaked so fast, and um, obviously, if you have checked it out, and you hear all this, by all means, uh, we would love to hear about that in the comments, but um, The Defenders, you know, it's it's... If you are familiar with the other shows and and you are able to be up to date with everything and you go into the Defenders and you kind of, you get that same sort of familiar pace in the beginning of where, you know, they have to set up the exposition of the story and it does, it does help that they didn't waste their time kind of um, having the characters take a long time to get along with each other or let alone have some sort of building of chemistry there with the conflict at, at hand with the hand. Huh, hand with the hand, but um, it has definitely has that same kind of feel that Daredevil has as far as giving the dramatic backdrop 
behind the main plot and showing the the difficulties and conflicts in the relationships between him and between the members of the hand and how they're all connected within their struggle against this damn organization but um you definitely do get to see a little bit of the individual powers and their own abilities and how they kind of lend an advantage when they are fighting but then there's also the the cons of everything else that goes along with a marvel picture but uh what what's what are some of the pros that you think that were pretty good about the show? I would say the pro for the show in general was the writing was actually better. I mean, Iron Fist. To get me wrong, it was an okay show, but the writing was kind of horrible. You know, you couldn't blame the actors; they were working with what they got. Yeah. And I mean, it gave Danny more development. I saw him, his character game build more in this series than it was in the first season because in the first season he was still learning that he, he had that this mental idea that yeah, he's the Iron Fist. He's this big weapon to take out the hand. But eventually, in Defenders, you know, spoiler alert, later on, he realizes why, you know, why he's the Iron Fist, why he's being targeted, because the hand is targeting Danny Rand, so he is being a target. Um, the other pro is, yeah, the chemistry between all four characters, like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Of course, they had that chemistry because they first appeared together in Jessica Jones Season 1. And then, of course, um, Matthew Murdock being pretty much kind of like the father leader type with the defender being like the, 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 you know, the rational one and being like the leader and of course Jessica Jones not taking shit from anybody you know she said she has her struggles too like I said and then um, Luke Cage you know he's there just to help people like that's the whole purpose why he got out of prison you know he did his time he wanted to come back to Harlem to you know help clean up the city and basically you know pretty much you know defend the city you know from any problems that's going on because the main goal if you look at each character is basically their bet more goal is to actually protect new york yeah they all have some sort of weird uh not weird because you definitely see these with all the all the characters that are based in new york i mean there's even it stretches across the the industry just like characters like batman have a love for gotham it's just, it goes the same with the defenders each person they have such a strong love for the neighborhoods they're in uh, even though they all come from different backgrounds and they are all going through a different conflict, uh, their draw to New York and, and how they just wanted to see see it prosper, and they all had to deal with this organization that they had no idea of each other, but they knew about this massive mob, and so it was. They did a good job of showing that in the beginning, where they were just like, they didn't, none of them wanted to be together. They were just like, no, we all we we. This is my business, right? We, this is your fight and your fight. And it's really the only people that knew about the hand technically were just Danny and Daredevil and Matt Murdock. But the difference is Matt Murdock didn't want to jump into it anymore because he did. He obviously put it on the line during the, the season two of, uh, of Daredevil. Uh, so they did a they did a very good job showing that and how they would bounce off their dialogue with each other and how it's you know they they. they they showed Danny uh, fight Luke Cage at a point because they're just like, God, oh, who are you? So they were just testing each other's wits because they, you know, they're just four random people with abilities and they finally run into each other and just like, who are you, right? What are you going to do? It's survival of the fittest. Uh, but they definitely did a good job with that, I think. What do you think? I mean, the other pro too was like, like I said, besides the writing, was that the action sequences were really great. Like, they really choreographed it really well. I mean, I believe the fight coordinator was probably the same coordinator who was done all four shows, and I mean, the fights were great. But you know, 
the action was phenomenal. I'm like, the only thing for the cons for this part was, I mean, the lighting could have been better because there were some scenes that were, like, fighting in the dark and you can't even tell what they were doing. Um, and it was kind of weird because you had this weird line. I can see they were trying to go for ambiance and, you know, atmosphere. But, yeah, a little bit of lighting would have been better. Yeah, they were underground. They were fighting underground. But still, they were trying to go with that realism factor. So, um... The other thing I think was too is yeah we didn't get to see um Danny Rand wear his Iron Fist suit so that didn't really like help at all and you know maybe later on in the next season of Iron Fist we'll probably see the suit. Um I kinda wish too on uh, spoiler alert um Sigourney Weaver's character Alexandra um she does not last very long so but I mean you still have Gao, you still have Bakuto, then you got this guy named Murakami who supposedly had a run then with Daredevil at some point. Um and then this other guy, he's like, oh, I forgot his name. Ah, oh. so Wandi was another guy who was just a lesser-known character. Um, pretty much, he was like doing something in Harlem that kind of got Luke Cage into this thing. So it was kind of odd for him. I think the big con was, yeah, he didn't have that much screen time. Didn't have enough like character development to carry on, and um. And, of course, he met his bitter end at the hands of uh, Stick. Of course, you got Stick coming on there. Um, the other, I mean, the other kind, the only thing I did find wrong with the Defenders was I wish it was a little bit longer. Um, and I wish it was longer. I mean, it was eight episodes, of course, but, I mean, it could have been at least ten episodes, at least two more episodes to eventually for them to be known as Defenders. Even though the show was called the Defenders, they were not, they never called themselves the Defenders in the show at all. They were just like, you know, just, like I said, they were just Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. And, um, so they never got that, um, Defender feeling. So they never got recognized by the public. And of course, you know, later on, if like that, almost the end of the show, you know, big spoiler where, um, they it ended up being this big incident happened. I don't want to spoil it too much, but this incident happens at like the last episode. And of course, um, the incident um, ends up being cover up, but we don't want to, you know, spo- I don't want to, we don't want to spoil it, you know, anything because we want you guys to check this out. Um, other than that, um, the other pro for it was the costume for Electra was great. Um, just give you a spoiler, Electra does come back to life. So they did take that comic book, you know, thing of, you know, how she got resurrected and supposedly the person who resurrects her is Alexandra. So Alexandra acts up, brings Electra back to life and pretty much she's like amnesiac she doesn't remember who she was and pretty much um alexandra uses that to her advantage um pretty much programming her saying that you're my child i protected you i brought you back to life you go work for me you're gonna be my weapon for the hand so you're gonna follow my my bidding and all that and pretty much uh yeah electra comes back to life so they took that little concept from the frank miller run of daredevil so like i said um Andy, um, what do you think? What were that, what? What did you find wrong with the show in, in general? Oh man, any cons? Uh, um, now, I the way I approach these uh, the these the movies or material that are just shows in general that are created by Marvel or they come from uh, obviously art in art companies that promote this stuff. But as far as going into shows with Marvel and stuff like that, I or anything in general, I try to remain as objective as I possibly can, even with knowing the source material and stuff, I try to not let that affect my viewing, because I don't want to go into these shows and be like, oh, I know some about the, I know a little bit about the Defenders, but it's like, hey, that's not perfect, it's like you go, like all the movies that are coming out now, you have to see, uh, 
it's like obviously there's people who hate and people who enjoy it and i'm the one who at least it's like i don't even like trailers like i don't watch i don't like watching trailers the only time i watch trailers is because i'm catching a movie and then it's like i'm forced to see through it sit through it because i'm watching it i paid for it but uh i don't like i don't i i like results like i i won't bully i won't know it's like you can't see it until or you don't know until you see it so when I went to see this show, The Fenders, I was just like, all right, this should be good, right? They, this is leading up to this team-up. They already, they got us in. We're, we're bought into the four characters. And uh, something that I didn't, that I noticed right away that it's in every single trope is the damn hallway fights. And I know that's all I've been reading on the internet is like you see all the different blogs. That's all like, that's one of the main gripes that they have is like everything has to have a hallway fight. And it's cool, right? Yeah those things it's there and the choreography's there it's it's cool that you see all the at least the the more hand-to-hand savvy combat fighters like like daredevil and uh, iron fist go ahead and kick some ass in the hallways um and they show your skill but then it's like you have jessica jones and luke cage who are mainly raw power kind of fighters you know it's just they probably have some sort of hand-to-hand combat depending on their experience but it's like compared to these these warriors who were taught uh ancient art martial arts like why should we get them into like a five by five hallway of a bunch of guys running in a straight line to four superhuman ability people like who do you think is gonna win there even if they had swords and stuff like they the one guy can't die like he can't He's impenetrable. Like, oh yeah, that was the what one. What do you think was gonna happen? Oh yeah, that was the one thing that was kind of weird with the hand. Just to give you guys a look. Apparently, to give you a little thing is apparently these five fingers of the hand. Apparently, you got Gal, you got Alexandra, you got Bakuto, who came from uh, Bakuto. I mean, sorry, the pronunciation is Bakuto from Iron Fist. Then you got uh, Sawandis, who just made his first appearance in Defenders. He wasn't mentioned at all until the Defenders, so we never heard of him yeah. from anywhere. And then, like, same thing with Alexander. She was basically, like, the leader. Then you got Murakami. I don't even know he came out in Daredevil. I don't remember hearing him about Murakami. Supposedly, this is, like, a Japanese fighter. And apparently, they had been living for so many years, so apparently they could not die. And apparently... Well, so they found that, that special uh, special serum. Oh, yeah, the special that, serum that, that brought weird, back Electro to life. water or whatever it was, that weird substance they would use to bring them, to bring them all to life. Yeah, because if you remember... living. Yeah, because if you remember Daredevil Season 2, that focused on the whole thing of the hand basically doing these experimentation to kidnap these kids for their blood. Yeah. Apparently, it was to do that whole forbidden thing. Force and Daredevil, they, they just... <laughs> pretty much, um... Yeah. We didn't see that in, uh... They're, yeah, they're doing. They kill these kids. They're drawing their blood, but we never knew what that purpose was until at the very end of Daredevil season two, where Electra's body was put in that that casket. Until we found on Defenders later on that it was the forbidden thing how they bring these keep these guys living, keep these five fingers of the hand. That's the reason why they're called the hand because they're like the they're rebel rousers that used to be part of uh, Kao Lung. But they thought differently. They're like the rebels. They thought differently, and you know they went against the teachings of the monks of Kalong, and pretty much stole this technique of you know staying for life, like everlasting life. And basically, the whole purpose of the series was to find some kind of dragon or something. What are you me? Like that was the whole thing because there was this one scene in the episode, like apparently they're underground, and you always see these bones. It's supposedly like this legendary beast or something because I know Danny Rand talked about that he took out the, for him to get the Iron Fist he had to beat this dragon's heart and that's how you earn the power of the Iron Fist. And I, 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 it has to be some mystical crap, but like they have to, 
Like that's what, obviously what keeps the hand strong and running is the fact that they can't they can't die, and that's obviously something that we all have to deal with, and or as a human race and species have to deal with. But in this show, they that was the main thing, and it, it was I did like how they actually had some sort of motive for the enemies because Marvel, um, I think. I think they do a very bad job with their enemies in the movies because obviously nobody cares. Like, every, you have to have the antagonist, but everyone's for with these massive team ups and with these movies with, that have one or more characters involved in the universe. Like, they have to. Obviously, everyone wants to be more focused on the hero because that's what we want to see. That's what we like in the story. So, the enemies are just poorly written and badly developed. But with the shows that we see, um, they they do a, a good job with developing the the character the enemies in the sun at least because since all all five members of the hand had different uh they were all in different places in the world and different parts of new york but they all had their own agendas within the hand that made them strong so but because they, they all wanted a piece of this substance from whatever dragon this thing was or whatever that was in kung Lung, um that they were that was defeated and so you get these characters that were fleshed out, but then I think the 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 best bad character in there, the best enemy in the character in the show was uh, Signori Weaver's character, uh, Alexandra. She was she played a really she did really good in this. Um, she kind of gave me like that sort of not as intense of a performance as uh, Kevin Spacey in, in House of Cards, but like uh, she definitely played the enemy role of kind of being mysterious yet she can play to your emotions and manipulations because that's what the hand does is they try to find as many connections that you have with somebody around you and they de they defeat it to a T but it's just something that uh they need to do a little better because they were really pointing a lot of the focus on Alexandra with her being the the, the leader of the hand but then it's like I thought this was a joint <laughs> collective even though she was the leader um but they just need to develop the, the characters a little more. Like we, we, the connections to each of the heroes and uh, through the members of the hand was just very. It was a broad connection. Like, I well, I can't remember that guy's name that was connected to Colleen. Oh, Bakudo, yeah, yeah. Um, like he, his minuscule connection was just for, towards the last two episodes of that damn Iron Fist season, to where they actually she goes to Cammy. But it was so weird because it's like the even when his minor appearances during that season. He was seen as somebody that was that was her sensei, and she. And I was like, how did she not know that she was gonna work for the hand that she didn't know with him? It's like they were all they were at that school of of young ninjas and training. And it's like you, how did you guys not know you're gonna be in this crazy organization? But you know that's how it was written, right? So with their with that crazy plot aside, going to the defenders, I was like, I hope this doesn't get plagued with bad bad character development, but. Um, as far as enemies goes, you know it's not really different. You're, if you're expecting them to get more of a fleshed-out antagonist character in Alexandra, um, or with the rest of the, or Madame Gao with the or with the rest of the members of the Hand, it's like you're gonna have a bad time because it's not that's it's not there. Uh, they're all the main the main focus for the Hand is just you know trying to get this substance in play and try to keep their organization organization running while trying to deal with. The, the heroes in New York trying to break up their operation. Um, I, I had another one I'm trying to think of, uh, but it's mainly because I hate, I always, or I love picking on Iron Fist's character because out of all, this, out of all the shows, I, that was the worst for me. 
and seeing here he as far as his personality goes it hasn't really changed he still kind of acts like a man child that's still getting like that still needs to learn uh that he's not that like he, he uses his his fist more spoils alert, right yeah he uses his fist more but he still has to take a while to hand, like channel it it's like it's it can't be like an on and off thing and i get it like they, they reinforce it in the show but it's getting annoying like you're supposed to be this mighty warrior and you constantly say it the hand the hand reassure it all the time oh you're the the mighty warrior and then they talk shit and he goes and fights and he still gets his ass kicked somewhat and it's like i thought you were supposed to be this great guy but then they, they throw a couple of henchmen at him like five or six dudes and he takes them out with ease not even the scratch on his face but then you face one dude and i get it you're like they all fight electra because she's their new their new hench like main weapon but then like he gets his ass kicked too and it's like what what do they know it's like you're supposed to be this mighty warrior so i i don't know if marvel's just like doing it on purpose to make like him kind of be this underdeveloped weak guy right now to keep the watchers intrigued but like as far as for me i i just disagree i don't like his character like he's always the oddball for me um i know he's important to the story because he's got a lot to deal with but they just gotta change the way his personality is and how he acts to different situations and conflicts as they arise because he's just like a baby he's like a little teenager that didn't get his way so he's just pissed and he's like no i'm gonna be mad i'm just gonna shut myself off from the world while i've jump on three by three hallways and just punch people in the face like that's all we get to see but for me that was a big blaring standpoint of a con for this show it's just they marvel needs to get that they need to get it together like they can't just throw that trope in it's like you can you can throw us a, a whole organization and i get it but you gotta develop your characters and just give iron make iron fest into a strong <laughs> you know just make it work that way yeah um like I said, like, yeah, what, my, what Andy was saying was pretty much, yeah, like, Iron Fist, yeah, I get that. He's trying to be, like, they're trying to do what DC did with, you know, yeah, we're going to jump off point because of DC because, with um, Arrow because, honestly, that was, like, honestly, I'm a big fan. And, like, I'm not a big fan of DC because when I was watching DC, it was Batman. Batman got me into DC. I remember watching the old Superman cartoons with the Charles Fleischer um, Superman cartoons with VHS tapes that my mom got me. I watched the old Superman cartoons, and of course, I got a big fan of Batman the animated series. But of course, I also grew up watching the reruns of the '60s Batman. You know, Adam West. Honestly, to me, honestly, he's not number one Batman. Number two would be Kevin Conroy. Well, we'll say that for another another podcast, um, uh, another session. Um, pretty much. Uh, back to the point. Yeah. Fist to me, yeah, when I watched the first season of Iron Fist, you know, it was like, yeah, he was a man-child, and, you know, it's hard, you know, like, yeah, he's a rich boy, he's very learning to be, like, he's just, he had this program saying he's a weapon, but still, you know, you're trying, going back to society, after being so many years in Kowloon with a bunch of monks who, who knows, I mean, they taught him, like, yeah, his skills, but social skill-wise, yeah, he was still, you know, saying, oh, I gotta take back my company, you know, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, on the weapon, you know, he had this thing, of course, he didn't forget that he wasn't alone in this fight. Of course, the defenders they try to push that on to Iron Prison to Danny Rand. Danny barely got to the point. Hey, I'm not alone in this fight. There's so many people that want to fight with me. Yeah. But the funny thing I have to say about this show is Stick. Yeah. Honestly, God, Stick hilarious. was hilarious. And Madame Gal, honestly, Madame Gal for being like an old, 
lady. She was impressive. She was impressive for her yeah, fighting skills. I, I was surprised. That that guy blew me away. I'm like, her fighting them, and it's like, oh, she just blew like a freaking wind attack. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell? Yeah, she was strong as hell. I don't know. Like, they they showed their powers and whatnot, so we did get to see that a bit while they're all fighting. So, like, as far as the action goes, yeah, they had a lot of good action parts. Um, they didn't disappoint with that. They definitely just no hallways. More than that, like, they. They definitely stepping up with showing everyone's powers. Um, it, it's definitely a, a better pace at towards the second half of this season because there's only eight episodes in this short series, which could I felt like a longer movie. You could have just watched it. They could have made it into a movie, but it's okay. We're not gonna get that because they're just all part of Netflix. So, but other than that. Um, yeah, it's been confirmed by yeah. Kevin Feige and, of course, the Russo brothers who are directing Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4 that they're not going to appear yeah. Yeah. in this at all. And which is, like, you know, odd, but I kind of understand. You got so much star power in that movie, but we'll probably get into that, like I said, in another podcast. Like I said, this is, like, different things we're going to talk about later in the future. Going but Jumping back to Defenders. Yeah, you know, it, like I said, they're trying to get this, like, big, like I said, they get, get all these four shows intertwined and get together, so it was great. Like, it was nice seeing Foggy and Karen yeah. and Trish Walker. Oh, yeah, Misty Knight, very spoiler, Misty Knight finally gets her, you know, they do more of her backstory. She finally gets, you know, if you read the comics, Misty does have a bionic arm. And, of course, in here, they kind of play to how that lead up to that bionic arm. Because she ends up getting a bionic arm from Tony Stark himself. So, uh, um, yeah. So, yep. Simone Messick, who plays um, Missy Knight. She's great. She was great in Luke Cage Season 1. And it's kind of cool that eventually she's going to probably be part of Defenders later on. I don't probably help me out Luke Cage clean up the city. Because now, spoiler alert, she loses part of her arm. Yeah. She, uh, they did, they, uh, they incorporated a lot of the, the supporting characters into the shows. And it was good that they had them, uh, Obviously, some of the characters had more, more parts or more scenes than than the other ones we would like to see. But at the end, it's because that wasn't that wasn't the main storyline. Um, but yeah, as far as this one, we we kind of we wanted to just touch on Defenders because it was something that we obviously it's been out for a while now, and with with kind of the Hollywood movie season ending, at least the summer blockbuster things ending, and uh, new fall TV coming on fairly soon. Um, we're not going to see a lot of... We're only going to see a lot of these new drama shows coming out, too, with their new seasons. So a lot of the comic book stuff's going to take a side, but uh, we didn't want to leave the Defenders to uh, just sit in the back burner because that was something we were both looking forward to for a while now because we both sat through all the shows so it's like a damn commitment but um all in all i think i gave this show uh because it was entertaining i want to say maybe a a three and a half to four stars i would say it was it was good it still kept me entertained and it's 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 marvel like i'm always gonna love marvel and what they do it may not be all my favorite characters but i am enjoying it they're they're putting on good shows and i am looking forward to when the individual seasons for the characters come out, um, especially uh, Daredevil and um, Luke Cage, I'm excited to see those. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's a decent show. Uh, rating wise, too. Um, usually, with me, when it comes to ratings, I always do like five star rating. If I have to give something, I have to give it at least like a four out of five. Uh, pretty much, reason why I gave it a four or five, of course, was for being you know pro wise, it was great. It was well written, well done. 
The character development was great. Electra kicked ass, and it was kind of cool because she was in her costume from the comic. It took her costume from the comics. Um, the Oikon was, yeah, there were some characters, like, Sawande was one of them that was more, to me, more like a, a Murakami, who, to me, honestly, there were, like, disposable characters. They just had to be put in there in the mix. Um, Madame Gao and Bakuda, we knew both of them because Madame Gao being from Daredevil, and, of course, uh, Bakuda from the Iron Fist show. But the other two characters, I felt, they were kind of like what Suicide did with uh, Suicide, um, Suicide Squad did with Slipknot. You know, bring these characters in, eventually, yeah. you know, they end up getting killed off. They don't last too long. Um, the other con is, yeah, we didn't get to see Iron Fist wear his suit. But the only guy that was wearing his suit was Daredevil, was the only one wearing his suit. And, of course, uh, Matt Murdock, you know, he just jumped back right into Daredevil. So he was still, like, doing stuff as Matt Murdock. Yeah, he wasn't even active. He was just trying to leave the that passed by like he was a spider-man but he couldn't help it because he just loves this city he couldn't help it and of course i was reading too recently um jessica jones is now being like her show's being viewed more because i guess a lot of people who didn't watch jessica, jessica like jones like they're in this and decided to go back and watch the first season and honestly her she's getting bigged up because honestly jessica jones was great i mean the show was great because yeah she has powers but she was working as a detective, but she wasn't like her personality was. She wasn't a typical personality as a, as a like you know mainstream superhero, which I kind of like. You know, she yeah, she's not like your typical superhero. She doesn't have that attitude. Yeah, she just works for people for the sake of money. But there are some good in her. She does like helping people, but in her own little way. And that's why she has um, Trish Walker, who's kind of like her adopted sister, um, pretty much look out for her and all that, and you know. You know, help her find the right path and all that. And like I said, um, otherwise, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed Defenders. It was great, you know. And, of course, with the upcoming season, you know, I believe. And then you got the Punisher coming out later on. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, John Berthoff, you see season two of Daredevil. He was phenomenal as Frank Castle. He was great. Um, and, of course, with Punisher, hopefully they take a lot more from the comics and give his character a little bit more development that you saw a little bit in Daredevil Season 2. But overall, Defenders, like I said, 4 out of 5. I mean, agree, disagree, you know, it's up to you guys, up to you, the listeners. I mean, you guys got to check out the show yourself. It's currently on Netflix. It's been available since August 18. All episodes are available. And pretty much um, right now... We've been doing this in the car. Being this is the first episode, we were like, let's get some coffee. Let's go. We were doing this as we're driving. Of course, we're both using headsets. Um, funny thing is, I'm not using, like, basic... I'm not using professional-grade equipment, so you guys are going to have to... This is, like, a introductory podcast. This is a rough draft. So, we're actually... This is a rough draft. So, basically, this is our introductory episode, and pretty much we're recording on my phone. And um, it's great. I mean, I got a headphone splitter, and we got two headsets. So, we're doing it that way. Um, like, simple. Just keep it simple, and like I said, give you guys our opinions on Defenders. Like I said, this was the one thing we both saw together, and you're like, what? Let's talk about it. And, of course, there's a lot of things going on. There's Rick and Morty. You got the DC Universe coming back, and um, you got Thor Ragnarok that's coming out later this year. I'm probably going to look forward to that and probably talk about that later on. And, of course, um, news-wise, you know, you got Nintendo with the... SNES Classic. I mean, there's a lot of topics that we're going to go on, but like I said, but our first thing was for our introductory episode was supposed to be about the Defenders. But like I said, if you got if you guys have any ideas, you know, like I said, this podcast is open, but like I said, we'll have topics around discuss, you know, we're going to take turns every week to, you know, find something that we feel is relevant and discuss it. Me and my bro, we're going to discuss it, you know, give you guys our opinions of it. 
and basically this is what this podcast is all about and pretty much um thank you guys for listening to the talking pop of course this episode is gonna be kind of short so hopefully next week's episode will be a little bit longer like i said this is introductory um make sure to check it out on podbean so this is uh, it's podbean which basically is like the youtube uh, podcast it's basically podcast to go and pretty much get you any podcast that's available basically in the world basically if you guys have android you guys have apple and you see some podcasts all available on certain you know formats this place is awesome they got plenty of podcasts to go and also they help you get your podcast started as well um you can also check out my youtube channel which is youtube.com slash the franchise network and you can check out my video there i do a weekly vlog called the franchise talks where i talk about stuff that i like to do in my life when it comes to pop culture you can also um follow me on twitter at the franchise 85 if you guys have any questions you can tweet me there um anything you want to add out before we go um i'm still my social media stuff and accounts is still up to under construction so i'm getting that up to speed but um, as far as just go follow my brother's stuff, man. If you're into pop culture, just talking about games, you know, just geek stuff. I don't know why people call it geeky, but it's just, it's just mainstream now. Just, it is what it is. Just things to be into. Um, if you just like to check it out, he's got, he talks about everything you want to think about wrestling, get comics, new video games, new anime shows, just a lot, anything. I'm sure you're interested in it. Just check it out and just let us know what you guys think of it. Let us know what you have to say about all the topics. Did you like the Defenders? What did you think? Who's your favorite character in there? We want to hear what you have to say because it's all—it's just bouncing ideas, guys, thoughts and ideas. And before we go, um, the other thing I want to um, plug too, I do have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash the franchise never. So once this podcast has been recorded and edited and all this stuff, and pretty much I'll share the link to Podbean from the from. My Facebook page, so it's facebook.com slash the franchise network. I usually post my links to my channel, to my YouTube channel on that site. So definitely check it out. I usually post pictures on there of stuff I bought, you know, stuff I went to. Like I said, we're going to, like, this podcast is, is new. I mean, this is a new thing for me, but I felt that, you know, I wanted to share, not beyond video-wise, but share audio-wise, reach a bigger audience. Because I know a lot of people drive to work, they listen to podcasts. So it's it's like another form of radio, and... Like I said, I enjoy doing this. It's the first episode, so I'm looking forward to next week. So next week, we'll have a different topic for you guys. So we'll have a different thing to discuss every single week when it comes to pop culture news, video games, movies, and more. So basically, this is a talking point for geeks. So once again, thank you for listening to The Talking Pop. I'm the franchise and my bro Andy. And as always, geek on and take care.